Good morning, afternoon or evening everybody and welcome to Rizoo, the Zoo Review Podcast. I'm your host Jack Baker and today I am joined once again and for the first time in a while Mm -hmm. after our American adventure by my incredible co-host and fellow passionate zoo lover, the one and only Jodie McFarlane. Welcome back and say hello Jodie. Thank you, hello everyone. (laughs) Presented by Pangolin, the conservation podcast. This sister show promises to explore, appreciate and highlight the fantastic conservation work of zoos from around the world, while also offering a perspective on the visitor experience. So today we are going to be doing something very exciting (gasps) because we are covering the incredible artists in our first ever European Rizoo. As much as it is the first ever European Rizoo, though, we will be doing all of our standard stuff. Uh, We will walk you through our day, we will talk about some of our favourite memories of the zoo, the animals we loved, and then of course we will wrap up, as always, with our two stars and a wish. So, without further ado, let's get started. And welcome back to the show. And most importantly, welcome back, Jodie. You have been gone for three whole, long, long, long resumes. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> where I was joined, of course, by the lovely Connor Davis um, from Chester Zoo, Bristol Zoo, all sorts of amazing zoos. But now you are back, retaking your rightful place. <laughs> retaking my throne. <laughs> um, and yes, how have you been? How let the listeners know where have you been what have you been doing how's life i have been at work <laughs> what feels like always um yes it's nice to be busy but of course nice to be back too yes yes because we have been adventuring we mm-hmm. have been off to amsterdam is where we were staying and while we were there took a trip down to rotterdam mm-hmm. we are about to go off to pragui prague mm-hmm. um which i can't stop calling pragui because i think it's funny but no one else laughs, <laughs> when i say it um and yeah, you've been all over the place. We've got so much exciting stuff coming up. And so it's good to have you back, back where you belong. Yes. Yes. Back here to talk, of course, in the first of our European resumes about artists. I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> you should be. You should. Like, I feel like I had been once before, once before when I'd been to the Netherlands, like during uni. So like mm. four or five years ago. So mm-hmm. a long time. Yeah. And when I went before, it was like with non-zoo people. Like oh. they were like, we were, they were my friends. We were doing standard touristy stuff, but not any like zoo specific stuff. Mm-hmm. So it felt like when I went the last time, it was a very rushed visit. Like it really just scratched the surface of mm-hmm. like the zoo when we were there. Um, but it was fantastic. And I remember loving, loving the experience then and I thought it would be interesting to go back now being more in the world of zoos having more zoo experience to like rediscover it and see if I still loved it and so like I was really excited to go were you like the same yes I had not been to artists since 2016 Um, and it was the first ever like abroad zoo that I ever went to Um, and I remember loving it at the time but it's I was the same as you it's that way of now that I have more zoo experience I really wanted to go back and look at it through zoo eyes and see if I still loved it as much or if it was just like the rose tinted glasses of nostalgia Mm -hmm. yeah I was intrigued yes yes because like for those of you who don't know Artis is uh, based in Amsterdam it's the Royal Zoo of Amsterdam it is not huge because it is a city zoo it has those standard limitations except of course in Amsterdam 
not only do you have buildings and uh, <laughs> uh, other like constructions that would typically get in the way of a city zoo, you also have, of course, canals. Yes. So <laughs> it is very much set in the land that it is set in. Mm-hmm. There is not a lot of room to go outwards. And so when you think about these things, it does provide an interesting set of challenges for a zoo mm-hmm. when it's got big species to look after. Like, what do you do and what can you do within a limited space? But I yes. think, like, I was... Not to give too much away, I was pleasantly surprised by like going back and being like, actually, they've mixed a good amount of history with a good amount of kind of like modern stuff with development. And you can tell they're pouring a lot of money and energy and care and thought into the development going forward. So it it really like sets itself up as a really good space to be in. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Would you agree? Yes, I would agree. And I think for it now being in, well, now it's in the top five of... Oldest, oldest zoos, zoos in the world. Isn't it? Yeah. Yes. RIP is, Bristol. Yeah, Bristol closed, so it's bumped up artists into the top five. But I feel like it doesn't feel old. And I think it's because what you just said there about how you can tell they're investing money into it. Yeah. So they're keeping it feeling modern. Although you can you can see some of the kind of more you know Historical. Yes, yes, historical touches. Um it still feels like it's current and it's modern and they're keeping on top of it and they're doing things, which is lovely. Yes, I guess like to to kick off, mm-hmm. um, we will talk a little bit about our 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 visit. I to get set the context. We had arrived in Amsterdam, I think the day before. We'd done our tourist wandering. We'd gone on a little canal boat. It was lovely, and the next day we were set up to go to the zoo. And when we woke up, my initial thought was, "Oh no, it's going to be closed." Because there were gusts of wind of over, I think it was 60 miles an hour. Yeah. Um, and so it was quite a blustery day mm-hmm. um, at good old artists. Uh, but nonetheless, it was still a, a fantastic one. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, it is set within kind of a park. There are lots of trees, which made me slightly nervous. But you walk up and I was like, I'm going in anyway. Despite <laughs> the fact it's very windy and I could get tr- crushed by an ancient oak. It's fine. Um, and so, yeah, you walk up to the gate. Um, the people there were so friendly Mm -hmm. so lovely we were like oh we've been before like haven't been in years we're so excited and they're like oh we've got so much new stuff we can't wait and like it was just like such a friendly nice greeting um, from the people at the door Mm -hmm. um and then then you're in and you're kind of there and it was like because it is i don't know whether it's a small zoo or because it's like my sense of direction is quite good i walked in and felt like i know exactly where i am and i know exactly where i need to go yeah i could remember from last time i just felt like i've got this yeah Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, yes, immediately we made a turn left. Um, we walked past. When you go in, there's kind of in front of you this kind of like oryx and meerkat space, which we didn't actually see those animals till towards the end. So when we loop back to them, mm-hmm. but then when you go straight to your left, there are three really distinct, excellent old houses mm-hmm. that contain reptiles, a kind of rainforesty Brazilian animal themed zone, mm-hmm. and then you have the uh, birds as well yes um and so we went there first and these were actually some of my favorite houses i think i've ever been in in terms of like diversity of of zoos of like species of mm-hmm. everything um i don't know should we start because i think we went into the reptile house first i think and then worked our way back down them mm-hmm. um and so yes you walk into the reptile house they have all sorts of species they have kind of frilled lizards so they have the snakes they have um big kind of crocodiles they have all sorts of these amazing amazing animals and like what were your kind of impressions of this space i like this space and i think the it is just your sort of it's what you'd expect from a reptile house um 
but you know you don't have to reinvent the wheel if it works <laughs> it works so it was nice they had some unusual reptiles that i had not seen before and what was the snake that was in the first room and it was like a beautiful color and i was mesmerized i'd never seen that snake before can I can't remember? remember the name of it, but I can remember... I know exactly the one you're talking about because mm-hmm. it was like red, black, and kind of blue Yeah, color. it's the blue that I'm remembering. Yeah, it was and amazing. It, it was a, yeah, it was just one of the most beautiful snakes I think I've ever seen in my life. And then, yes, they had like... In that first section, it was really good. They had like a Gila monster. They had all sorts of things. They had... Yeah, and I... The thing that stood out to me was not necessarily that... I, I mean, that snake did stand out because it was beautiful and incredible. But the thing that really stood out to me was... When you went into that next kind of space, mm-hmm. the frilled lizard was mm-hmm. doing the frilled lizard thing because there was food in there and I think it was bothered by something that it was trying to eat and it did like the proper like out of like mm-hmm. the the thing that was kind of adapted into a dinosaur for Jurassic Park, which like is like the classic like thing that and then in Jurassic Park it sprays people. Didn't obviously doesn't do that in a zoo um, when it's not a dinosaur, but it mm-hmm. was still like excellent and I loved it. Um, and yeah, it was a very, I remember we got there just as a school group got there. Yes. <laughs> um, and so it was quite like, it was a, one of those ones where you're like, oh, this is great. We'll come back later. Yes. Uh, come but, back when it's quiet. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but even with the kids and stuff running around, it was like, it was still good. And you could take your time to work through this kind of long hallway of, of incredible, bizarre little reptiles mm-hmm. and big reptiles. And big reptiles. Um, and that's what I was going to say as well. I think... It's, you know, you've got a good selection of species when you walk into a room with this big mass of crocodiles and that's not the only thing that's stealing the attention. We're remembering the smaller ones and being like, oh, they were cool. So that's when you know you've got a good selection. Yes, I think so. There was a lot of stuff like that where you're like, I love this. Mm -hmm. Like, I love that. I think it's really like really, really strong collection of, of reptiles. And equally strong, I think, is then when you go into the that kind of rainforesty Brazilian themed house. Yeah. Because they have things that I had never seen before. Um primarily the, the house contains um Brazilian tree porcupine, which is mm-hmm. kind of the one that I was amazed by and, and, and was instantly endeared to and loved yes. and thought was just fantastic. So there was the Brazilian tree porcupine, there was sloths, there was Duraculi or owl monkeys, I think some people call them because they're eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, so that might be um, what you know them as. Um, and I don't know. I think that was. I think that was it. Was there? There feel like there was more. I feel like there was more, there was but they're the things that we saw. They're the things we saw, and I think, of course, the star of that show. While while we love a sloth, mm-hmm. and while we love like Duraculis because they are bizarre, the Brazilian tree porcupine yeah. was possibly one of the most fascinating and bizarre looking things I've ever seen in my life. Mm-hmm. If you could describe it, how would you try and describe that? Uh, oh. <laughs> that <Weird>. noise. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, no, I love this space though because it was, I mean, you know, like a rainforesty walkthrough. You, th- you know what to expect. But I really just feel like this was like green and leafy from floor to ceiling. Yeah. And then big vines going all the way through. Like it didn't feel like separate rooms because these big vines just like went all the way down the whole length of building. Yeah. So that everything could just roam about freely as it wanted. You felt like... I think sometimes you walk into a a space and, and like, for example... I'm trying to think of a good one. Right, like... So, the Tropical House at London Zoo. Mm-hmm. I love Rainforest Life. I think it's a great exhibit. I think it has a great range of species. But when you walk in there, it's very much like, this is the human space. Mm-hmm. This is the animal space. Yeah. And the a- animals sometimes cross over the path a little bit, but it's there's very much... It feels a distinction and a separation in a certain way between you and them. Whereas walking into this space felt a lot like, 
you're in their space. Yes, it So did. you better respect their space and you better be careful in their space and you be aware and look. And if they want to disappear within their space, they will disappear. Because when we went for, in for the first time, we were like, oh, to the volunteer guy who was in there, like, oh, could you help us find the sloth? Because it's huge. And when a sloth disappears, the sloth disappears. He was like, I haven't, I haven't found it yet. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't you know, know where it is. And even the staff haven't yeah. found it yet. Because you know it's good. Well, this is the thing, because like, so, like, working at Edinburgh Zoo and stuff, like, I have an inclination of, like, when we walk in, like, for example, there's Dharma the tiger. Mm-hmm. Dharma, when you walk into the zoo, I'm like, she likes this area. She kind of spends a lot of time in this area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She'll maybe move around these areas, so, like, keep your eyes peeled here. And you get kind of a rough kind of idea of, like, perhaps the animal's, like, favourite spaces to be in. Yes. But when even the keepers are like... Oh, <laughs> uh, it's, it's clearly a good sign and like mm. for example like when the sloth did emerge the next time we went into the house it was very much comfortable and in its element mm-hmm. the brazilian tree porcupine which you didn't describe i can't describe which it's just that noise. <laughs> imagine Ooh. like a imagine like a imagine i don't even know so it's got this big so round nose so big cute. long whiskers chunky very chunky, mm-hmm. but cute chunky, like yeah. chunky chunky. Then it's got this long tail. It's covered in kind of greyish spines. Um, it's got like when the spines move though, you can see underneath the grey there's like this yellowish color. Mm. So it's kind of got this bright spark of color. It's beautiful. Um, I'm sure I will have posted a video or a picture of it on Instagram at some point. Oh, so yes. I will listeners go and follow us at Pangolin Podcast or at the only Jack Baker on Instagram and I'm sure you will find a picture yes, um, be. because there are they're just like fabulous and like what I was trying to say was when we were in there um, I got a really good video because it decided to like just it was like oh I'm, I'm off so it was sitting quite happily on one side of the tree and then off it went like mm-hmm. along the top and down and like crawled away into some more of the bushes and came right across the path and yes. like climbed down the tree right next to the path and off it went and it was just like it was just fabulous. I really, really loved it. I really, really loved it. And then also in this building, they had that, like, those spotter guides, which they had in later ones as well, mm-hmm. where they were, like, laminated printouts for you to take around so you could identify the species. Yeah. Which I thought was a really it's nice a good touch, touch. Especially if you had kids, because they can take it around and just try and spot the pictures, you know, like, yeah. so they can see them. Yeah. It was good. It was. It was really, really great. And so, yes, this kind of naturally leads you into the birdhouse, which is split up into different sections. Mm-hmm. There's kind of like an ocean-esque section. Uh, and then there's kind of a foresty section and then more of a desert-y section at the end. Um, and they obviously have different birds throughout. Things mm-hmm. like um, the first section has, I think they're terns. I think they're terns. The ones that have like the big long moustaches. I think they're terns. Um, then you move into this forest section where they have... Um, things like big hornbills mm-hmm. um, and then you move into this last section where they have things like hammercop um, I think there was meant to be a lilac breasted roller in there which was we couldn't see I think that was the only species we didn't see in there Yeah. Um, really interesting beautiful beautiful birds in like a really old building which gave them lots of opportunities to sit in weird like yeah. nesting spots really and kind of like spot them yeah they were in strange places yeah but they were it was it was incredible space and you could tell again you felt like not like not like there was a distinction between you and them more so i think perhaps there was than in the the rainforest house because the path is a little bit more separate and you're not quite quite like interacting or walking through in the same way mm-hmm. but you still have that that sense of connection with the animal and you feel like they could fly into you if they wanted to oh, they could. and like it was just a, it was a really nice big space mm-hmm. um any thoughts 
I do have thoughts, but I think it's going to be my wish later on. <gasps> so I'm going to keep it to myself okay. for now. Okay, if we remember in an hour and a half time when we yeah. finish <laughs> talking about the Zoom. No, okay, that makes sense. That mm-hmm. makes sense. Because, um, yeah, huh, fair. What an, what an intriguing mm-hmm. mystery. I can't, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm shocked. Um, but yes, so those are kind of those initial first houses. They are kind of perhaps one of the most historical... I won't say one of the most historical, but actually the whole zoo is built in this kind of history. So one of the more historical elements in a way, but also not really. Um, and But still felt modernised and nice. And I really liked them. And I thought yes. they were a good way to kick off the day on a windy, blustery, cold yeah, day. Yeah, so it was a bit grey and yes. cold when we got there. So by the time we'd come out, it was kind of brightening up a bit. Yeah, so it was lovely. And I was a big, 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 big fan. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when you walk out of that house, um, or the houses, the first thing that we kind of spotted, our first... Uh, outdoor attraction of the day uh-huh. um, were the spider monkeys yes who live on an island above kind of like pelicans and some kind of like birds that swim around about mm-hmm. them but the spider monkeys they were stealing the show because they are fascinating but they are also quite terrifying mm-hmm. like yeah. the, tail the tail and the tail <laughs> like yeah. the fact that they have control over what is essentially a fifth limb yeah and I mean amazing but yes yeah just about when you're watching it you're a bit like oh Oh, why is it? Why can't why can it move it like yeah. that? Um, yeah, just ever so slightly unsettling, but you know, good for them. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Like, um, I, I was a big, 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 big fan of the yeah. spider monkeys, and I th- I'm glad we went when we did, and we got except- exceptionally lucky. And again, a reason to go around zoos more than once. Uh-huh. When we saw we saw them the first time, we went around, but then actually they stayed fairly to themselves for the rest of the day. So I was pretty glad that we saw them. When we did. Yeah. Um, and yeah, because yeah. you saw the pelicans later, but the monkeys were inside. Yeah. And so they were kind of, yeah, hanging, swinging, doing whatever they need to do. Mm. Um, and it was generally, I was very, very happy. Very, very happy. Um, then again, we move on to kind of like lemurs, which yes. you were very excited by. Oh, yes. Which I would have thought for someone who works in a place with lemurs every day, mm-hmm. you would be less thrilled by lemurs yeah, now. Yeah, like it's getting that way with a lot of animals where when you work with them, you're kind of like, oh, I mean, still amazing, but like I yeah. see them every day. Lemurs seem to be the one thing where it's just not having that effect. Like every time I see a lemur, I'm like, lemurs! Yeah, like, I'm yeah. still so excited by them. Yeah, it was literally, it was like, because re- it was the red rough lemurs you come yes. to next. Mm-hmm. And they're my favourite. Uh, yeah, I know. But it's weird because like your job requires you feed them on occasion as yeah. part of experiences with yeah. guests. And yet you dragged, as soon as you saw there was keepers in there putting food out for red rough lemurs. So not even something you haven't seen before. No. Like, you were dragging us in, like, we need to go. Yeah. We need to go and see it right I now. Was, I wanted to see every one of those lemurs. I wanted to see them munching. I love them. Just love them. Why? What is I it? I don't know. It's just one of, they're one of those things that just make me simply happy. Aww. And as we've discussed before, it's not many things that do that. So seeing these little lemurs, they just make me happy. So Aww. I just want to go and stand and watch them because I love them. That's, I mean, that is fair. Mm-hmm. Slightly bizarre reasoning, but fair. Yeah. Just like... Just bring me joy. Yeah. That is, yeah. Uh, yeah. That is fair. And like, it was a nice, it's a good space for them. There was lots of outdoors. They, again, they were kind of running over the top of you. They were moving around. Mm-hmm. They were grabbing food. They were kind of... You kind of have to go good... over like a little, not quite a bridge. It's not as big as that, but like there's a bit, a little ring of water. I have no idea how they don't escape. Yeah. Because it's not like, it's, the bridge that you walk across is like a cattle grate almost. Like, yeah, you know how, like, mm-hmm. if you're in the countryside and they want to stop cattle getting out of field, yeah. but there's a road that goes across, they put these bars to, so they can't step on it. Otherwise, they just disappear down this, like, their leg would get stuck. 
So I guess in theory that's what that is for like lemurs, but I would have thought a lemur could just walk across a metal grate, given they can swing from tree to tree and jump from things and cross things and do yeah. all like. Do you know what I mean? There was there was always a either a staff member or a volunteer on the wee island. <laughs> to be like, <laughs> maybe they have to just shout if like, one oh, of them's trying to get off. Yeah, if one of them's off again. No. Uh, yeah, no, they I all don't seemed know. pretty happy just on their wee island, and it was quite leafy and. Yeah. It, yeah, but like I, I'm just I was confused by that. But I, I mean, they can't possibly escape because otherwise they would have no well, red They wouldn't have that. Uh, so it obviously works. And I guess worst comes to worst, they live on they live on an island, which is the zoo. So realistically, even if they get out of there, they're not getting out anyway. Just on a bigger um, island. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then I guess like next to that, mm-hmm. you come to like the area which I feel is most in need of development. Okay. But is being developed, so we mm-hmm. can't say to like I can't be like, oh, this is terrible because they are making efforts to like change it, mm-hmm. which is the lion space, yes. mm-hmm. which lions are in what could be the most reminiscent of like a Victorian era, mm-hmm. older style kind of zoo era um, space mm-hmm. where there were three lions, two females and a male. Within an island that was pretty small. Mm-hmm. Like, like I feel like even the staff member there would be like, yeah, this is a pretty small space. Yeah. Um, But when you walk further up, they are making huge efforts to develop what looks like a huge, like absolutely massive new area for them. So while there's a fair critique probably for members of the public who would maybe look into that and kind of be like, oh, that makes me feel like this is too small or like mm-hmm. the, it gives mm-hmm. me feelings that this is not the right space. Yeah. They then have this ability to go, well, actually, we're building we're building one. something much bigger, much yeah. better, much more impressive. Mm-hmm. And like, if it's anything like the other new spaces that they've built, like the elephant space and the giraffe and kind of kudu space and zebra space, like it feels like it's going to be quite big, quite impressive. Certainly from the building work, it looks huge and yeah. impressive. I don't mm-hmm. know, did you have thoughts on, on that? Yeah, I think... I'm sure there was a little sign and I feel like there was a black and white photo on it and it was like kind of talking about the history of this this habitat yeah. and um yeah so it's I feel like that's a good touch because it is the zoo sort of acknowledging like yes this is a more historic enclosure and this was what we used to do but it's not what we want to do going forward so we're building a new one so yeah. I feel like it's good because the zoo is acknowledging we know yeah. You know, we know, don't worry, we know, and we're doing something about it. Yeah, and I think that's the thing is like, it is one of few spots throughout where I was like, okay, there's mm-hmm. they, 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 this, this would be my next priority perhaps to modernise. And I think it's nice that they are recognising that. And I think like actually in the past, the history of the, the kind of lion space was actually they were just going to get rid of lions mm-hmm. um, and they were taking plans to get rid of them. And then I think things like COVID and all sorts of stuff hit and made that more complicated. Yes. And as part of all of that, instead of going, well, we'll just get rid of them. When they realised oh, this is going to be maybe not the best option, they went, we're going to develop and we're going to do something new and exciting. Yeah. Which I think is actually a really nice storyline for the lions then to kind of go on, still have this legacy mm-hmm. and then they can show within the zoo, this is what zoo the zoo used to be. Yep. And we acknowledge perhaps that wasn't what we wanted it to be. And so now we're able to to grow and be even even better and even more of a, a leader and an educator and all those sorts of stuff. So yes. I think it's a really nice, good storyline. And actually, like, hopefully they will keep, when they finish that new development, they'll keep some form of, like, 
something mm-hmm. in that space or they'll maintain that space for maybe a small species or something and yeah. like then they can have the educational signage up to be like well actually this used Sweet to have lions, lions. Yeah. and now it only has kind of rock hyrax or whatever like something mm-hmm. small or yeah. whatever like and then they keep the educational value of that which i think would be quite interesting mm-hmm. quite interesting mm-hmm. um but yeah i guess that needs 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 a nicely leads nicely on to the next kind of set of things that you come to which mm-hmm. are i think other new developments you uh-huh. have the asian elephants mm-hmm. and then you have the kind of african space and the reason i group these together while they are distinct animals uh-huh. is that you kind of walk around the the elephant space and then so and then it's kind of hard to describe you're on a pathway that on one side of you is the the african animals on one side is the is the elephants and you don't just walk along a pathway with fences on either side or whatever. You walk along a pathway where it ducks down. So you're like below water level. Mm-hmm. And they have like ponds on either side of you. That's probably about probably chest height mm-hmm. on an adult mm-hmm. chest height. And then there's water and then there's no fences. It's just like you then elephant or you then African animal space. Yes. Like... It's really... Look up a photo. It's very hard to describe. Um, but you get such a good, beautiful view of, like, elephants and animals. And it's just, like... It's incredible. Mm-hmm. It's really, really incredible. And, mm-hmm. like, both of them are really interesting. They had a little baby elephant. Very cute. Very wholesome. Yes. Um, which was lovely. Um, and then, yes, they had, of course, zebra and giraffe and kudu and all sorts of stuff. I'm mm-hmm. sure it was kudu um, on the other side. And so, yeah, it was a really beautiful space. And I think, like, yeah. Inter- obviously, like, it's a, it's an interesting one because, like, people will look at it and think, like, elephants, Africa. But you have to kind of draw that distinction. Like, no. Asian elephants, Asian but elephants, there's yeah. still like a, a a good combination of things I think all to have together. These big herbivores, yeah, um, and the way they'd made use of quite a unique space. Yes, and it was kind of right near the canal as well. That yes, kind of borders the top of the zoo. Yeah, so yeah, they're they're doing a they've done a, an interesting but good job of mm. managing that space and making it creative. Yes, and I remember us actually talking about it because we were like, can you imagine if you lived in one of those flats I across there, like, and you're you open your curtains every morning and the first thing you see is an elephant running about mm-hmm. or like you hear you're woken up by like the trumpeting of the baby elephant i think that Ooh. would just be so so beautiful much better than my flat right now which is i'm woken at 6 a.m every morning by a toddler who like will get up and just run about all the time ta- like i can hear them upstairs and i'm like this is cute and it was cute for a while and i'm sure the child is very cute but i would much rather have a baby elephant making a trumpeting noise in my back <laughs> garden um so yeah oh that's gonna i've just looked at the the audio levels there i'm sorry that's gonna be a horrible thing to listen to if i don't edit it properly um (laughs) but it's a horrible thing to listen to when i wake up um and so yes uh it's it's really good good space i think like a lot of the interpretation round about it is very clever and very good it explains like kind of the different ways that they have kind of hidden stuff in the rocks Mm -hmm. for the animals to like reach into and grab yeah they have um really good stuff about kind of skulls of animals round by the zebras um i think they have it was like a, a skull of a a lion and a skull of a zebra and so it was to show the difference i think between like the hunter and the hunted mm-hmm. um and it was just like a really nice good space and i think all of these animals like are big and charismatic and lovely and kind of are the ones that will draw people in yeah to then go in and see things like the weird brazilian tree porcupines and stuff so all very important, lovely, lovely stuff. Yes. Um, any more thoughts on this kind of general area? 
I just really liked it. I think it was one of my favourite bits in the whole zoo. And I think it's nice, that water bit that you're describing, it's, it's just nice to sort of look across at the elephant and there's no glass or bars or cage or whatever or fence. You know, there's nothing yeah. in between you and them. It's just they're over there and you're over here. And there's just air and water between you. And it's not even like at Chester or at um, like Whipsnade Zoo where you're like above them. No. It's like you're below them. Yeah. They are in the position of power and you're like, okay. Yeah, you're uh. like walking through the middle of this water bit. Like the path splits through the middle of the water and there's just elephants right there. Yeah. So it's cool. just, it's great. It's really, really great. Um, and I, I'm a big fan. Mm-hmm. A big, big fan. Um, yes. I'm trying to think of other stuff that was there, but that those were really the, the stars. And then you come around there. Oh, there was the Ancoli cattle, mm-hmm. which were huge, as always, as with always, the massive, yes. uh, big kind of horns, which mm-hmm. were very impressive. But generally, this area was really, really good. And this actually area has overlooks um, the, or this overlooking this area is the the restaurant like one yes. of their main restaurants which mm-hmm. is actually very nice as well because it means that then when you're having your lunch or whatever you can sit and just kind of look out at all of these lovely um giraffes and things yeah which is fun mm-hmm. it's fun um but we'll come back to i guess lunch a little bit later on because okay. we weren't quite there quite there yet mm-hmm. um so yes, then you kind of come out of this space. Just going to check my notes to make sure I don't forget anything. Mm-hmm. And the next thing we saw, yes, were the vultures. Yes. Now, mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, Artist actually has a really good vulture conservation program. So as people may know or not know, vultures are often caught up in uh, a lot of issues because they are these birds. They are seen as big. They are seen as kind of like aggressive and scary. And they also feed on a lot of the stuff that... Uh, predatory birds will feed on even if they were going in and picking off carcasses mm-hmm. um and so when traps or poisons or things are put out for to kind of catch predators um vultures often get caught up in that and get poisoned and pass away and all sorts of bad stuff happen to them mm-hmm. um, and so there are a huge number of problems with vultures um out in the wild and so as part of that, Artis is part of projects to help stop that kind of persecution and try and raise awareness, but also kind of do kind of tracking, breed and release programs, all of the the griffin vulture, which I believe is the species they have there. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, it's, it's kind of one of their big conservation projects. And yes. it makes sense because the, the vultures are given this huge side of a building to look at, mm-hmm. like live in and... They are kind of made the stars of kind of a big like wow that's huge yeah um, and I I love them I think it like they are they are fairly aggressive looking they are fairly <laughs> scary look, scary looking but they are like I never really understand why people don't like vultures vultures are not the nasty horrible things that people make them out to be no. they just go along and they pick off carcasses that's it. they're just doing their job and they're doing a really useful job for the environment that they live in as well. Mm-hmm. But that's it. But as we've discussed in previous episodes, we like to to devilify, <laughs> you know, certain animals. So I feel like yes, devilify the vulture because they are fabulous. And I think the you're right in that their habitat takes up like this whole side of a building. So it looks mm-hmm. quite random. But again, it's a good, it's an interesting way to see how a city zoo has made use of a city space because they've yes. got this big building and then they've built the sort of canopy enclosure type thing onto the side of it mm-hmm. so yeah they're just existing all along the side of this massive building and then there's a little walkthrough that you can go underneath under the door well. isn't there mm-hmm. into the little courtyard of the building on the other side mm-hmm. so i feel like they've this, this whole bit really 
is a good, again, a good example of how they've been creative with the space that they have to make it work for them. Yes, yes. And I think, yeah, I think it's it's a nice, unusual one. I wonder sometimes, like, the, the offices and stuff that are in that building... Mm. Do they just open their blinds and kind of like go into the office there. and there's a vulture sat there or they're in a Zoom meeting with someone and then there's like a vulture like tapping on the window or whatever. I'm like, I'm intrigued. So what's in that building and who yeah, works in there? Who sits in there yeah. and works out the vultures? Because um, you've got vultures on one side and wallabies. Wallabies is less, probably less of a noisy or yeah. problematic neighbour. Slightly um, less of a jump scare when yeah. you open the curtains yeah. and they're there. Yeah. Yes, because you then go under this kind of archway and you're immediately in the wallaby space mm-hmm. Um and yeah, wallabies were wallabying. They yep. were sitting there doing doing what they do, doing what they do, which mm-hmm. is not. I mean, a lot, but not like not exactly chaos like no, some of the other animals you you chilling. encounter. Yeah, they're just kind of sitting, hopping about, doing their thing. Mm-hmm. Lovely, classic. I don't have much more to say. No, I don't. Um, <laughs> wallabies be wallabying. They really do. And I, I thought, well, I guess like something I could say is that. What last time I was at Edinburgh Zoo teaching, um, we did a, a poo pick in the Wallabies Edinburgh Zoo, and Ooh. the kids managed to collect the equivalent of a body weight of a wallaby. Just in poo? Just in poo. Oh, wow. Not of human body weight. That would have been a lot of poo. Mm. But yeah, about five-ish kilograms of of, of feces was collected. There you go. I fell in the poo, which was unfortunate. I was <laughs> telling the kids to be careful and look where they were walking and tripped over a rock and fell flat on my back. Um into a pile of poo but you know mm. the kids then swooped right in to pick it up so well, there you go, yeah. yeah my disaster uh yeah it was actually the first time i think i've actually seen proper concern in their faces for me uh <laughs> because i fell backwards and there's just that shock of like seeing someone that's how you know you're of a certain age where people look <laughs> at you and it's not funny they all look at you like oh my gosh oh, no, he's had is, a fall. is he gonna get up he's again had a fall. Um, and i was fine I was fine. Um, yeah. Um, uh, but yes, the wallabies always, always fun. Um, and that then, we're really going through these, yeah. but it's really Got like, a lot it, to get I'm excited. Yeah. Um, you then go right into the gorilla space, yes. which also houses tortoises. Um, and yeah, so there's the gorillas and the tortoises. And yes, I love, I always love a gorilla because I think it, there's no gorillas in Scotland, so they're not something we see often. No. The only time we ever really see them is at London. Yeah. Um, and they are, they're big, they're intimidating, but they are just like us. Mm. And they are so similar to us that you see them and you you can see yourselves in them. You can see the kind of like ways that they act that are very similar to the ways we would act. Um, the space for them was very nice. The indoor and outdoor space was very large and interesting. Um, and yeah, they had... Uh, one of them lying right up at the glass who just as I went to take a photo decided to flash his bum hole at me which was lovely um, uh, so just an entertaining engaging interesting time all round mm. um, I don't know you actually found so there's aside from the gorillas there's the tortoises in this space and there's also black paku yes because I had wandered off while you were taking photos and then you also found there was like art projects in there there Which was, I thought was quite yes. interesting. So we had seen at some point we had seen like artists sitting painting or whatever yeah. in one of the houses when we were there. And then later on when we were in this building, yes, saw some examples of the artwork and there was a plaque talking about it and there's they have like an artist in residence or something uh-huh. that like works within the zoo. And so this I think it was supposed to be a 
before and after type thing. Like people who come to do this art course in the zoo, this is what their artwork looked like when they came and this is what it was by the end. And some of them there wasn't much difference, but some of them there <laughs> just so rude. Some of them there really was. <laughs> some people were just there for the fun, clearly. Yeah. Yeah. But there were some of them, like when we walked past the like people who were doing the course, I was like, that's actually incredible. Yeah. That's really incredible artwork. And I just You're such a harsh critic. That's really it's really a nice thing to have in a zoo because if you're coming and wanting to do some sort of beginner's art course or mm-hmm. whatever, like doing it with animals and stuff what a fantastic subject Mm -hmm. you know and like we so at the botanic gardens in edinburgh there are artists art courses there are art courses that Uh run um and they do like botanical artwork um and sorry (laughs) (laughs) am i boring you am i boring you she she yawned listeners she yawned i was up very late last night um well, some of us had plans. I sat and watched Wild Isles last night. And it was very thrilling. That's um, a better evening. I'd rather have been doing that than being out. Um, but yes, so yes, so at the Botanic Gardens that I work at, they have um, they have like art courses that run both online and in person, um, and will kind of like teach people how to do botanical artwork because that is a big thing yeah. where like people mm-hmm. will do. And it's interesting that like um, they were running these. Um, especially because actually what that's reminded me of and I think is a very big important point that we should mention mm-hmm. all of the art all of the signage all of the interpretation around the zoo was very consistent mm-hmm. and very consistently reminiscent of like old style scientific drawings yeah which I really loved yeah instead of using like pictures which a lot of zoos use it used like little like artistic drawings of the animals mm-hmm. and I loved it I loved it. Like, I thought it was, like, a really nice... Like, you could imagine picking up an old-style textbook yeah. where people didn't really understand an the animals and it was illustrations mm-hmm. and, like, they didn't have photos and, like, it kind of gave, like, that, like, vibe of of thing, which I yeah. think is actually a really nice art style. And I think that is uh, a bit of a dying art now, to pardon the pun. Like, zoos did used to do that in these kind of collections, natural collections. That is what they did. But then with the advent of more, like, modern photography and all that, yeah. that's what people do now. So it's quite a nice touch to see that in a zoo. But it doesn't look old. No. You know, it doesn't look like this hasn't been replaced since, you know, the early 1900s or anything like that. It just is like, this is modern, but we've done it harking back to... That yes. old era. It's lovely. Yeah. And what I thought was really good is, and I think very self-aware, is that obviously, like, the zoo is in the middle of a, a very international city. It's a mm-hmm. very popular tourist city. All of the signage was in English and Dutch. Yes. Which I thought was really nice. And it was really helpful for us because then we were kind of like, oh, well, especially, especially as British people who, let's be real, British listeners, we are very, tend to be very ignorant of other languages around mm-hmm. the world. Like, mm-hmm. You go to other places like um, the Netherlands and everybody can speak. It feels like everybody can speak at least like two or three languages. (laughs) And then you have like us going there and it was very helpful to have that signage in like English. And I think what's interesting is like in the UK, you would never consider, like if you walked into Chester Zoo or London Zoo or Edinburgh Zoo or the Highland Wildlife Park or Whipsnade Zoo or any of these zoos, Bristol Zoo, wherever, and they had a sign in French. Yeah, you'd be (laughs) like, like, what? Why no. is that like? So it's really nice that they've like. And we, you might be able to get like, you maybe can get the map in another language, or sometimes there's like an audio guide in a few different languages, yeah. or you know, an app these days or something. But yes, you're right. Like this, the main sort of body of signage, it's never going to be in anything but English. Yeah. 
So it's it, it was a really nice touch and it felt very inclusive and it allowed us to really enjoy and learn. And I really enjoyed that. I really thought that was a really nice, nice touch. And yes. it really made me feel like welcome there as well as like, mm-hmm. yeah, it was a nice, it was a nice, a nice thing to do as well as the style. Everything about it was like really, really good. Yes. Um, and so, yes. So, yes, back on track with the actual experience mm-hmm. of the day. Uh-huh. Now that we've covered signage and all of the other fun stuff, uh, <laughs> you then kind of move on. And the next thing that we came to was the insectarium, which yes. is a great word. Yeah. And I loved. Um, and special shout out to Felix from Chester. He'll be very proud that we're finally talking about insects on the podcast because mm-hmm. he always messages me whenever I put photos on Instagram saying um, mammal bias or bird bias <laughs> and so here's a little shout out to you Felix if you're listening um uh but yes so um there was uh the insectarium which was incredible mm-hmm. I really liked it it's small it is small but it contains like a good mix of species it, it, it and it's just nice I think to see any space that highlights not big ma- yeah. charismatic typically animals yes. kind of, uh, gives a, sh- a shot to the little guys I think is always really strong and nice and so mm-hmm. I really appreciated it and this is actually harking back to our last conversation this is where we saw the artists doing a lot of their artwork yes. and they were kind of like sat all like very focused on the kind of like tarantulas and like some of them were locusts and some of them were looking at little beetles and like mm-hmm. it was a really nice nice space I thought and it was really good educational space that had kind of stuff about like the diversity of plants plants the diversity I've been thinking about botanic gardens all week sorry (laughs) Uh, thinking about the diversity of kind of insects and it had nice stuff to do with like honeybees and I learned my new favorite word which which is? is the Dutch for honeybee is I'm gonna mess this up and I will have to double check it I think it is honeybidge Oh, Honingbidge. Uh, I don't know if that's correct, but I just thought it was a very cute way of saying it. Um, and yeah, really like a nice, nice space. Yes. What did you think? Yeah, I agree. And I liked that the artists of all the areas of the zoo that they could have sat and painted, they picked this. And I appreciated that. Yeah, because I think, I do think that like, I think this is a thing in the, and that there's a bias that like, mammals are cute and fluffy and da 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 But actually, things that... That, that's not the only way things can be beautiful. Being mm-hmm. cute and fluffy mm-hmm. is not the the absolute yeah. and from judge a of beauty. painter's perspective, yeah. the colours and like... The reflections the, and the... Even like the, all the different legs and stuff, like there's nothing more sort of fascinating to the eye than this a weird little beetle or like a millipede or yeah. something. So actually these were excellent things to be painting. Because it is, it's like it, they, border the, they border this world of like... Um, almost almost like too perfectly pristine and perfectly shaped and formed they look almost like robotic mm-hmm. <laughs> in a way insects in, in some ways and so using them as an inspiration for artwork where they are where you have this kind of contrast between the like natural but also very set design of mm-hmm. an insect and the shell that's very precise and the kind of like legs that are very straight and this and that and the angular and like yeah i can see why they would pick it because it was yeah. like beautiful and fabulous um and like yeah this kind of highlighted all sorts of stuff like spiders and beetles and then later on in the zoo there's a second thing that we'll get to that kind of re-highlights the butterflies yes. and so it really mm-hmm. they really do take the care i think throughout to highlight a, a good diversity of species and actually something that's not really that we've mentioned is that like there was 
Like, when you think about it now, we've talked about things. We've talked about mammals. We've talked about birds. We've talked about reptiles, amphibians. Um, you've got, like, insects. You've got... There was, at one point, an aquarium within the zoo. And they re- so they really highlight, within a small space, the diversity and the yeah, insectarium. They're kind of hitting all the big ones, yeah, aren't they? Pick, like, forms, like, a core part of that experience. Mm-hmm. And I really like that. Because there is a lot of zoos that you go to where it's, like, mammals. Yeah. And birds. Mm-hmm. And this was a nice, like... They were diversification of that and yes. I thought that was nice um, and so yes any thoughts on that any more thoughts feelings emotions about insects I think um, I'm all good <laughs> well then what did you think of the next house mm. which was the tropical bat house and with also featuring birds I liked this it was roasting I remember that. It was that. steamy. Yes, it was, it was hot. very steamy. I couldn't see. For anyone who doesn't know, I wear glasses, so I was blinded instantly like, as we walked in. Whenever we walk into a house, you tend to be like, oh no, my glasses are going to steam up. But there wasn't even like that process of it building up. You no. just walked in and turned to me and were like, Jodie. I can't see. I can't see. And it was <laughs> like, I couldn't even see your eyes anymore through your glasses. It was like thick. Instant. Yeah. Um, no, this was a great house and there was like a waterfall in it and it was, again... They're really not doing this like half-heartedly with their green leafy walk-through spaces. It is like boom forest, like so much. And yes, the little bat. There was a another volunteer or staff member, unsure. Victoria in there, just pointing out the bats. Yes, you saw your faves. Um, the bats were on the move. The bat was on the move. Um, yeah, and slightly a. You were off the beaten track a little bit, weren't you? I thought this. I and I think it is just. Clearly, in Amsterdam, they mm. have a greater trust in humans than yeah. we do in the UK. Yes. Because, like, not only have they built their entire city around canals, which you could accidentally reverse a car into or cycle a bike into or, or whatever, which is quite a risk-heavy yeah. environment to exist as a person who's using a mode of transport in. When you get into the zoos, it feels like health and safety to the level that there is in the UK isn't quite as much there yeah. either. Because while they still have accessible routes for buggies and wheelchairs and stuff... They also have routes where you're like, I don't think I should be walking on this. This yeah. feels like the the zookeeper's path or something. But yeah. actually, like it's like it's just like mod all sorts of height of rocks that are kind of damp and a little bit slippy that yeah. you have to walk on. And I like know. you're kind of like this. Like if you built this in the UK instantly, it would be like no, we can't. Yeah, you'd fall. You'd someone will some, trip. Someone will some sue. Of, yeah, like health and safety yeah. complaint instantly. And like, but maybe that then says more about us than it does about the zoo. Yeah, so I you think couldn't so. Trust us to not slip and fall. Honestly, I would fall. Bash our head I would rock. fall. Um, like it was just like I was just like amazed by it because I was like, I, I I can't like I can't I just can't imagine like us having stuff like that in the UK and like it, it's a shame because I actually think like in terms of immersion and visitor experience yeah. I was like why do we not have this yeah. why can we not trust people not to trip so on a like, rock at, you're going along this narrow path trying to move out the way to let other people coming the other way get past you not slip because it's so steamy that everything is damp <laughs> so you're trying not to slip or trip on the uneven rocks and then be looking up to like try and see the bat and I was just like oh. It was great. It was great. So so much going on, but it was if you can keep your wits about you, it was great. Yeah, it was great. And the waterfall and it was just so atmospheric and beautiful and it leads through into an even more atmospheric and beautiful like uh, butterfly house, yes. which is like filled with butterflies again so hot you can't see anything yes. if you're me. Um but beautiful. And what they actually had though to prepare you for going in, which mm. they didn't have at the end we went in or I didn't notice it, was like a a thing that a 
that was essentially like a hand dryer from a toilet. Uh-huh. That, like you would put your glasses or camera lens under and it was meant to like stop them from steaming up. Yes, and that's the first place I think where I've seen that. And yeah. I think that's a really good, good idea. idea. It like warms the lens so that so obviously the, the temperature up. difference is not as much so the steam doesn't form. And the fact that it's not only for glasses but for a camera as well, I just feel like it, that's really modern thinking. Clever. Yeah. Like really clever. They and know like, what their people, what their visitors are wanting. Yeah. You know, so they're it was good. Prepared. It was really, really good. And like they have the butterflies at all stages. Of course they have the like cocoons and all sorts of stuff and mm-hmm. then they have the classic kind of food where you have them landing on the bits of orange or banana or whatever has been put out for them yes. and it feels like such i think it's the biggest most robust butterfly space we've ever been in yeah it was would you big. agree yeah 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 and then just a mini actually mini razoo of not a zoo but in fact another place that had butterflies uh-huh. um was the botanic gardens in Amsterdam, had a little yes, botanic, had a little butterfly yeah. house, which was also lovely. So if you're a fan of butterflies, Amsterdam is really the city to go to. It is, I know. Because, but also equally, when you walked into that butterfly house, it was the same. Oh, it was yeah. like hot. Yes. Hot, hot, hot. hot. Steamy, can't see. I'm, yeah, Jodie, I'm going out of here. I can't see anything. Yeah. That was the, the vibe. Well, I think that is what you said at one point in that <laughs> butterfly house. You just had to leave because you couldn't see. But then, you know <laughs> You went down just, I, and it was connected down to the, the sea lions. Sea lions yes. But yes, but I, I went out and then when I came back in, that's when I noticed the the heater thing. Mm. And so I was able to come back in and enjoy, which was quite nice. Yes. Yes. So all really good, really beautiful. And yes, it connects onto the sea lions, mm-hmm. which we got there just as they were being fed, which was fun because we got to see them swimming and doing all of their different mm-hmm. things. Um, and that was a really nice, nice experience. I think sea lions are like, again, it was a nice thing to like have... Just to increase the diversity. Oh, not only do we have land mammals, we have semi-aquatic mammals yes, as well. Um, marine mammals out too. And it was good. It was really, really good. It was really interesting. And I sat and even though the talk was not in English, I sat and Still listened. Still good to watch. I sat and listened like I knew every word that woman was saying. Every word. <laughs> She's making uh, jokes. The crowd's laughing. <laughs> and and I was you're like, laughing oh, with yeah, them. <laughs> good one. And I'm like, I don't know. But everyone's laughing. We're having a good time. Um, and it was just... And I really like this space because you can see them like up the top bit where she came out and did the demonstration yeah. with them. But then you can also go down the bottom and you see them swimming through the glass under the water. And I love that. That's always a good touch. It's like yeah. the penguin bit at Edinburgh. I love it when you can also see them swimming underwater. Yeah. There's just something about it. It just gets me. I love yeah. it. I also love that we've done so many of these now. We're able to reference back to other zoos. I'm oh, very yeah. glad about that. Yeah, we yeah. really brought them up a lot this time. It's all interconnecting. Um, it is. And it was like, it was a really nice, good space. I think it was, yeah. And it's one of the ones that I actually remember quite distinctly from the last time I was there of like the sea lions and yeah, stuff. Yeah, I remembered it from last time, but I think they have um, sort of expanded that building a bit because I remembered you could go and see them underwater, but I feel like you were outside. So it was more like, you know, at Edinburgh when you're you're outside, but you're looking at penguins, at the penguins underneath, whereas now you're like in a building. And it did underneath. feel new. And it, it felt very new. new. So I feel like that bit's maybe been just some, something's Modernized happened there. or yeah. something's happened or fresh like a paint or something's been done to yeah. just like, yeah, spruce it up a little. Yeah. Yeah. And then, so yes, then we get to some of your favourites. Mm hmm. Well, some of my favourites being the mandrels, which uh-huh. were doing mandrel things. Mm-hmm. But then some of your favourites, the red pandas. Yeah. Which, in fact, Artist works on a red panda conservation project. Amazing. Um, which, let me, I, I have some, some notes here. Artist has been home to red pandas for decades, according to their website. Mm-hmm. Um, 
This all cute, all cute information about red pandas. The red panda has been included in the European breeding program for endangered species for many years. Um, and yes, as part of that, they are kind of part of that at artists. But then alongside that, they are also helping to support the EEP mm-hmm. uh, Forest Guardian program in northeastern Nepal, which oh. the project involves local community and provides more efficient wood burning ovens. For example, thus. Uh, that was a terrible reading. Uh, let's let's take to that, listeners. I hope you enjoy uh, this one. This project involves the local community and provides efficient wood-burning ovens, for example, thus reducing the locals' need for wood to cook. Mm. So it reduces kind of like the the kind of need for people to rely on the red panda habitat and therefore in, it helps to protect them. Yes. And like, yeah, we've had people from the red panda... Uh, network on the show mm-hmm. um, and like there's incredible work going on out there to protect them yeah. um, I, I actually am thinking now though I was going to get you to do a little bit of a red panda gush mm. as we always do mm. but in fact just as a teaser for next time we might be better saving that for Rotterdam yes yeah I was th- just when you were saying that and I was like oh, love that conservation work they're doing with the red pandas I was then thinking about Rotterdam not to spoil anything for the next mm-hmm. episode but just thinking the Netherlands are really doing it for the pandas. They really are. And such a fan. This is like the justice I want to see for the red pandas. <laughs> they are really putting them on a pedestal. I'm loving it. Yeah, I think this so. This is the dedication I want to see from zoos in the UK. Oh my goodness. This is a real passionate. This is yeah. the most passionate you've been. Love it. Um, Love yeah. it. Yeah. So yeah, the red panda space is good. Yes. But we didn't really see them. I feel like they were quite sleepy that day. Yeah. In yeah. their little house. There was also, this was the point we started to notice those like, brass statues that were around yes they which were which i still everywhere. don't really know what they're for no but they were beautiful because there, there was one of like a bear here mm-hmm. and i don't know whether it was like this used to be a polar bear space or a bear space or some kind of space like yeah. I, I i was unsure on that but because they were just kind of dotted about in different bits and yeah typically like the statue didn't correlate with what enclosure it was next to so i wonder if it was like this used to be in here yeah if anyone knows let us know i don't and i don't know if there was a plaque or if there was it wasn't in english so i don't know what that was about but they were lovely they were all over the zoo yeah yeah Yeah. um and so yes then you kind of keep walking around you get to kind of a bird heavy section you see Mm -hmm. the ostriches Mm -hmm. and then you see penguins yes um they are african penguins a classic found mm-hmm. on Boulder's Beach and around the south coast of South Africa. A charismatic, lovely, lovely species. Um, and as part of this, another conservation project from the zoo, the South African Foundation for the Conservation of Coastal Birds, San Cobb, oh. <laughs> with two Cs, mm-hmm. uh, is a nature conservation organisation dedicated to protecting and reintroducing birds. And as part of that, artists helps to support their work. Um, they help with education things. They're part of the European Breeding Programme. Um, and they are not just part of the breeding programme, they are the coordinator of this breeding programme. Oh, okay. So they help to manage the species and where they go and make sure it all kind of works nicely. Yeah. So yeah, so that's a lot a lot going on with the penguins. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a lot of penguins. There was a lot of baby yes, penguins. There was. there was also a couple gannets in there. Yeah. couple random bigger birds in there as well but like everyone seemed happy everyone mm-hmm. seemed good um this was another area where i was like if i was like prioritize development of the zoo in my mind i would do kind of the the like lions mm-hmm. and then i would maybe redo a little bit of the penguin space yeah. not because it was bad not no, at all no, bad I agree. it just like it could to me like if i was gonna like 
spruce something up a little bit. It yes. felt like it could do with a new bit of paint. Yeah, just a, just new a bit wee of something. something. And I feel like when you've got so many penguins, they're going to be quite a star attraction. So yeah, you just want it to... Shine in the way just, they should shine. Yeah, yes. I would agree with that. And you're right, there's nothing like terrible about it. I just was like, hmm, I feel like we could do slightly more yes. with this space. Yes. Because, yes. yeah. But there was like a little... I think there was a cafe sort of over opposite them yes. so the seating area was then next to them so there was a lot of people in that area just kind of sitting chilling watching the penguins which is nice um so yes i feel like maybe just a wee spruce up of that area yes yeah it'd be a lovely wee place to that sit. that cafe was closed at the time it was went, but yes. like there were people using the seats just yes. to clarify and that actually should come into something which we're about to talk about which would be mm-hmm. lunch because mm-hmm. we saw that on the map and we're like oh lunchtime we can go there yes. but in fact that was closed so we had to yeah. go back across the zoo but before we talk about that, mm-hmm. necessarily, and the penguins and whatever, mm-hmm. um, just remember the penguin who just, like, didn't want to get in the water. Do you remember the one who stood there? And I was stood there, we're like, all oh, like, go, oh, go, 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 oh. and he just refused to jump in. Yes. That was, yeah, I love that. Um, but anyway, so there was that. But then also behind that, before we get to lunch, I think it would be good to touch on the fact that there used to be an aquarium. Yes, well, there still is an aquarium. It's, it's just being just, developed. It's being redeveloped. So, moment. yes. So, like, it was closed when we went. But I don't know, like, do we, should we talk a little bit about, like, what were your... When it was open, Yes. what did you think of the yeah, aquarium as an artist? I was sad that this was closed because it is one of the bits I remember the most distinctly yeah. from going last time. And it's because at the time I worked in an aquarium and so did the person that I was with. So, obviously, that's what we were looking at. Um, and I remember it being one of my favourite bits of the whole zoo. So yeah. I was quite sad that it was closed because I would have loved to have seen that. But f- looking at like, they, obviously they've got all the construction and the fences up and they've got signs up saying like what it is that they're developing. And it looks like it's going to be amazing mm. when they open it up. Um, so yeah, I just, I wish we could have been in to see it. But hey, we'll just have to go back another time. Yeah, yeah, so I think so. excuse to go back. Yes, I, I, I was thinking about this. I was like... Mm. To get to Amsterdam was not that expensive. No. So when it was open, we could always just take a quick flight across. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like, there's going to be a ferry or something. Like, <laughs> so, but it's a massive port. There's bound to be some way you can get there. Um, but no, it was, it was. I remember it really distinctly as well. It, and it felt huge. And it yes. felt like what could be a separate ticketed experience as yeah. well. Like, and um, yeah. Something about the Netherlands. They love an aquarium within a zoo. Because Rotterdam also had mm-hmm. this. And both, like, I remember... The artist one being fantastic, the Rotterdam one was fantastic, and like I just think it's like a nice extra little touch. Yeah, um, like this, if this was a separate attraction, it was just an aquarium on its own. Yeah. I would pay money for it and still feel like I got my money's worth. Yeah. So when that quality of aquarium is within a zoo and it's all included in the one ticket price, I which is only like, about twenty five euro. Yeah, really good value for money. These like, zoos, I would say. Yeah, like really, really good. Mm-hmm. Really, really, really good. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I, I missed it, but I, I can't wait to go back and see what it was yes, like. we'll just have to go back and see. Yes. So then we got to the point where it was lunchtime. We were going to go to that cafe, but it was closed. So we were like, okay, what are we going to do? So we went back to the giraffe one, kind yes. of thumped back across the zoo, mm-hmm. um, went to the giraffe kind of area cafe. Um, it's their main restaurant. Mm-hmm. So there was a lot of school kids in there at the time, which was fine. Um, but the food was actually very, very nice. We had pizzas. Mm-hmm. Um, I got coffee. I got some sweeties. All sorts of stuff. It was a nice... It gave a good vibe and I don't remember it being excruciatingly no. painfully priced. and once priced. the children had left, it was quite peaceful and you could sit and look out across at, like, the animal habitats over here and it was mm-hmm. nice. It was really chill. It was like really It was nice. a nice little 
chill out in the middle of a busy zoo day. It was a nice little quiet bit up at the top of the zoo to just be away from it all. For yes, a bit. especially on a like rainy kind of day. Yeah, it was. Did nice it not start come... snowing when we were yes, in there? Yes, it did. Yes, it did. It was had... for about three seconds. Yeah, but, yeah. But still, it, was it snowing. snowed. Yeah. And really all the weather. And there was a black swan swimming about outside as well. Yeah, the Australian icon, which is the black swan. Yeah. Um, which, yeah, you'd never seen a black swan before. No, I was mesmerised. Yeah, because they have... A black swan is not a black swan with, like, a normal coloured beak. A black swan has a red beak, yeah. so it looks... It's really the pangolin colours. Maybe mm. that could be our new logo. Mm-hmm. The pangolin bird. Uh, the black swan. Um, black swan. Our black colours. swan just sounds like some kind of code name for something like just excellent i mean it is that that what is it the film about ballet dancers oh yeah and then it just sounds mysterious it sounds like you know pirates of the caribbean how they have the black pearl yes the black swan is actually quite a good pirate ship name yeah i actually think that's quite like a graceful pirate ship and in pirates of the caribbean was one of them bella swan it's not elizabeth swan elizabeth swan bella swan Bella, Bella Swan's from Twilight. Bella Swan's from Twilight. <laughs> is it Bella Swan from Twilight as well? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. There's so many crossovers. I know. Yeah. We could, I could have said, hold on tight, but... Spider Monkey earlier on in the episode as well. <laughs> God. Uh... <laughs> yeah. But yeah, oh. just something about <laughs> swans then and the fantasy genre. Like, they're just a mysterious bird. They're they really, just... and they paint an image. They yeah. get it, they do. Like this calm, peaceful, serene, but also could break your arms yeah. bird. Um, Don't mess with them. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, before anyway, we get too distracted, yes, we had lunch, it was lovely. Pizza was very nice. Always a fan of pizza. I think mine was like a kebab pizza or something, mm-hmm. so it was very unusual, but it was mm-hmm. nice. You had the classic margarita. Of course. Was it good? It was, yeah, I remember. That's one of the bits I remember distinctly from the day. Yeah, and so then we went back to where we kind of left off because mm-hmm. we thought we're doing a quite a good route yeah so we'll just like boom back for lunch and then go and do this and so the next thing you came to after lunch were the chimpanzees mm-hmm. which chimpanzees be chimpanzeeing yeah. there were not much going on they were chilling they were vibing they were kind of sat there just kind of having a day of it mm-hmm. um i do think this like was an interesting space for them I do think maybe it's one that could be looked at for for development Mm -hmm. because it wasn't like the flashy chimpanzee things. But then when you're used to Bodongo Trail at Edinburgh Zoo, it's your like local zoo, which is kind of the world leading chimp place. This zoo has got the chimpanzees and the gorillas. Yes, like the gorillas are kind of taking the bigger space. And they kind of, they're the stars. Yeah. I actually felt like you could have missed the, this is the thing, is like chimpanzees are quite a big star attraction, but because they're kind of like, you do have to walk underneath where they are, but they're not really given the like fanfare that chimpanzees usually are. Yeah. So I thought that was an interesting choice. Maybe it's because they've got another of the great apes and they just, I don't know, the rivalry going on there, who knows. Have I asked you, have I quizzed you on what are the five great apes before, Jodie? I don't know if you have, but I know them. Oh, they are? So gorillas, chimpanzees, orangutans. Bonobos, bonobos, however mm-hmm. you want to say it, and us. Yes, yeah, that's the one that always people seem to forget. But mm. I like, I, I'll, I'm, it's, it's like a, it's a trick question. Yeah. I always like to ask kids that when they're like looking at chimpanzees or something, be like, can anyone name them? They usually get chimpanzees, gorillas, orangutans. Yeah. Bonobos is less well known. It's like a confusing one. Yeah. And then yeah, they get they they're like, what's the last one? And you're like, us. And they're mm-hmm. like, ah. I'm like yeah, um, but yes. So yes, I I quite like them. Um, I really love the wolves, which we found next. Yeah, which were kind of curved around, and they were kind of majestic, mysterious 
beautiful looking wolves mm-hmm. um, who would just kind of chill. And I feel like they're the type of thing that like, it feels like you're just walking through a garden and then all of a sudden there's these wolves. And I yeah, thought yeah. that was quite beautiful On as the well. other side of a fence. Oh yes, obviously. <laughs> obviously. Um, you couldn't just go in and be like, I'm going to give it a cuddle. That would be bad. Um, no, I remember it last time. I remember the wolves distinctly and there was loads of them. They were all up and they were howling and sort mm-hmm. of not barking, but you know, like making the noises that they make. And then it was quite eerie. Whereas this time they were just chilling. Yeah. Just enjoying the sun. Having a nice time, yeah. relaxing. It's quite the different experience when they weren't all up howling, I have to say. Yeah, yeah, that is fair. That mm-hmm. is that is fair. It was the same actually with something that lives quite ne- like right next door to them, mm-hmm. uh, which was the, the painted dogs, the hunting dogs, Yeah, which were just kind of like sat there as well. Like, yeah. oh, can't be arsed with it today. Yeah. Cannot be bothered. Yeah. Cannot be bothered with it today. Um, and so, yeah, it was kind of like a, it was a nice thing to see, but they were very chilled out and yes. kind of like whatever yeah. um, and the same with the hunting dogs we don't really need to talk more about them their space was also good uh, around this area any thoughts on the dogs no I don't think so. <laughs> they were all just they had the right idea like we were stood there under big trees that were all swaying in the yeah. breeze and they were all like not going out there we're just going to sit under this like <laughs> rock and be nice and safe and warm um, but yeah so yes that was uh, fun I like that wolves we're really we really are yeah well, by today. this point, this we were sort of in the middle section by this point, and the middle, because of the way it's laid out, you're kind of seeing a lot of things at once. Yeah. If you spun in a circle, there's like four different. Yeah, there's lots of options. Yeah. yeah, yeah, um, and so there's yes. So we did all that. Then there was that bird section. Mm-hmm. From dogs to birds, and they mm-hmm. had things like the toucans and ibises. Yes. And hornbills and. All sorts of interesting stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and this, again, this is kind of harks back to the historical nature of the zoo. They are kind of older style, but style, style buildings. Yeah. Um, but they are beautiful older style buildings. Mm-hmm. And, like, I think the spaces were really interestingly used. You can tell some of the spaces, I think, like, in the olden days, perhaps when the zoos were first set up, would have contained far more species than they do now. Yeah. And they've, mm-hmm. like, broken down some of the, like, borders between things is yeah. kind of the vibe I got. Um, but it was a really nice, interesting, interesting space. And mm-hmm. I really enjoyed it. Yes, me too. They had two cans, didn't they? But we, we didn't see I'm it. I'm sure we couldn't see them, yeah. yeah. That was the kind of theme of our Netherlands trip. We just couldn't find the two cans until... Until... You did. I did, I did. But that comes later. Yeah, it does. And it also took a trip to Paris to get a good photo of one. But we, <laughs> we got there in the end. Um, and so, no, it was like... It was really, really, really fabulous. I really enjoyed it. Um, and... Yeah, always good to see bird representation. Yeah. Um, always good to see kind of like an ibis. Always good to see hornbills. They were ground hornbills, the ones with big red faces, mm-hmm. um, which are fascinating and beautiful. Um, and yeah, I, I hopefully we'll, we will be covering them on this series of the podcast mm. if we can get a, a guest to talk about them. So like, I just love them. So look out for that if you're also a hornbill fan. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so that was birds. And then we found a bit that I had never been in before. Mm -hmm. I must have missed it the last time, Mm -hmm. which was the ring-tailed lemur house, which had the ring-tailed lemurs. It had uh, saki monkeys. Mm -hmm. It had mongooses. Mm -hmm. It had uh, mouse deers. Mice deers? Would would a mouse deer become mice deer? Or would it become mouse deers? I don't know. English is hard. You wouldn't say (laughs) deers because a group of deer... deer... It's just deer. So would it just be mouse deer? Mouse deer? Yeah. Like they, they were mouse deer. Yes. 
That's a really hard one because mouse know. becomes mice. Deer stays deer. Mm-hmm. Mice deer doesn't sound right. Mouse deers doesn't sound right. Mouse deer, a group of mouse deer. Yeah, go with that. Yeah, go with like that. Like sheep, group of sheep, yes. flock of sheep, herd of cows. We're just naming animals yeah, now. Yeah, I'm trying to work it out. <laughs> anyway, so there's all of that in this like little house. And I'm so upset I missed it the last time. Yeah, I don't because remember. Because it's a really a star-packed area. Yeah. Because the last thing, which I hadn't got to because I got distracted by mouse deers, deer, 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 deers, was the girds. Yes. <laughs> which you probably loved until a mouse yeah. fell on your pillow while we were in the hotel. Well, um, yes. <laughs> I know. Um, no, I loved them. And such it was a really big space for them as well. And there was loads of them just running about. Yeah. And you know I like little stuff that scurries about and I find them fascinating. So I was like, oh. Yeah. And that was when you were over at the back of me taking... Hundreds of po- yes, photos. Like, trying obsessed. to get a good photo of the like mouse deer. Yes, so then I could just be looking at that. And then, of course, I got right along to the end and, and discovered it... the otter. Oh, there was otters. Yes, which of was, course yes, there I had forgot to about be. That. It wouldn't There's be a zoo without, without an otter. otters. I forgot our, our, our star animal. Yeah. Not quite animal of the year, but nominee for animal yeah. of the year last year. Yeah. Maybe it can make us a second yeah. attempt at the crown this year. Well, it's going to be in like every zoo that we go to, I'm sure. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. But no, it was there. it was really good. It was nice. And it was like a... I don't know. I really enjoyed it. I really, mm. really enjoyed it. And I thought it was fun. And... I don't know how you would sort of classify this house because it wasn't like birdhouse, reptile house. It was like... All the random little things in this house. Yes, and it wasn't like <laughs> Madagascar themed with the no, lemurs because they were kind of just kind of yeah. like yeah, here's what we've got that we didn't know where to put them so they can all go in a house together. And I loved it. Yeah, it worked. It, it somehow resulted in an excellent, an yeah. excellent win. Especially yeah. like the mouse deer for me was like a star because it's like if imagine, do you love Dick Dick? <laughs> I mean, I I don't I. It was a rhetorical uh, question yeah. you were trying to answer, but it's fine. <laughs> the question was going to be, do you love Dick Dick? Well, make a Dick Dick smaller uh-huh. and it's cuter and it's got bigger, bulgier eyes and it's got fluffier little like legs and it's just like looks even more dainty. That is a mouse deer mm. and it's just, oh, just the best. Did not stay still for a single second for you to get no, a photo. No, it did not. It but... was like, just having a good time, just walking, just climbing, just going under something, just da 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 But... Loved it. Yeah. I'm not going to complain about that because I loved it so yeah. much. I feel like this would be an easy little house to miss, but don't miss it. Yes. Is the moral of this story. Exactly. Because it's exactly. weird and wonderful. So it's weird and wonderful. So try and find it. Make sure you find it and go in and enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Um, because yes, you don't want to get distracted by the next star of the show. Which, which was? was the Jaguar. Oh. Which yeah. is amazing. But don't let a big carnivore distract you from the little guys. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. And so yes, Jaguar. Mm-hmm. We went back a couple times mm-hmm. and it was worth the efforts because eventually in the end we did see the Jaguar. Yes. Um, climbing about all over the place. And possibly, again, one of a health, a health and safety nightmare if oh got in goodness, the UK. Yeah. This was like the weirdest shaped habitat I think I've ever seen. Yes, because it's like split. So there's like... It's really hard to describe. There's like, yes. So basically it is an oval. The There is a bit... The oval... Ha- or has over the top of it a bridge. Yeah. But it's not like a bridge. It's just like rocks that it's you're just, meant to yeah, climb like over. Yeah, like split down the middle. And then there's like nets over the other bits of the oval to stop it obviously getting out. Yeah. But then and you then can there's go climby down bits, underneath. And then you can go under and bits look through the and look through the windows. And then there's like an indoor bit clearly in the section that they can go into. And like, yeah. Imagine that. And that's what it was. Yeah. And it was great. It was like, I loved it. It was fun. The Jaguars were... 
Beautiful, I think Jaguars might be one of my favourite big cats, just because they're chunky and kind of frightening looking Mm -hmm. and just really cool. Um, And I loved them. And it was kind of jumping up and having a look around and sussing out what was going on. And I'm so glad we went back and managed to see it. because I think you'd have to go back to see... Unless you were amazingly lucky the first time it was right there. Like I doubt you're ever going to go and see this just sat out in the open, easy to spot. Like You have to keep going back and try and catch it when it's out and about and on the move. Yes, yes. And what's actually quite nice is that it is then right next to a space that contains all the kind of like things out in the wild it might try and eat well, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah but like it's this nice south america-esque section which mm-hmm. then next door has capybara tapir yes. uh, giant anteater llama yes. um i really like this space it was great it's one of the standouts for me i think and also where i captured perhaps one of my favorite videos that i've ever captured when i was just trying to get a lovely video of the capybara because i love them and uh yes i captured a bit of audio I don't have know you still can... got it? I, I will still have put it, it in. Let's I'll try put it in. And, and place it in here now. Okay, it will be played now. Okay. Oh, an anteater. Jesus Christ. Jody, look, where did he come from? <laughs> yeah, so that happened. Um, yeah, but it was good. The thing is, I look back on that video and you can see the anteater from the beginning. Like, he was coming down <laughs> and then he, me by he moves out of shot. And then after like after a five second pause, we're both like, oh my God, <gasps> God, there's an anteater. Where did it come from? from? But then I look back on it and I'm like, it was right there the whole time. Yeah. We just didn't see it with our own eyes. He's too distracted by the capybara. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, who are having a little social media moment, so good for them. Yeah, uh, The tapirs were fabulous. Yes. I loved them. Uh, I... Yeah. And this was a big space that like you could walk all the way around it and kind of see everything from different, different angles. Band. Yeah, yeah. It might be like the capybaras over here, and then like the tapirs up there. So by, by being able to walk all the way around, you kind of saw them all. Yeah, and it was really like it was a nice big big space, and yeah. I like loved I it. it. Tapirs are an absolute star for me. I love them. Mm-hmm. I was reminded by why I love them so much. Um, it was just great. It was just a great, great day um, and a great, great space. And again, it highlights a conservation thing that they're doing. So they are working with the Fundacion Rewilding Argentina, which is an organisation which is committed to restoring the ecosystems by releasing various animals in Argentina. Mm-hmm. Um, and artists has been supporting their work. So they have, uh, they've kind of taken an area or they're kind of working with this area of land, which had no kind of wildlife left Mm -hmm. and now there are all sorts of large mammals like the tapir and some of the others that they feature at the zoo within this space there are jaguars back um, and they've rewilded an area of Argentina which had lost a lot of these iconic iconic creatures which I think is fabulous yeah Um, and what's interesting is actually like when they were doing it when you get rewilding projects and it's a discussion that happens a lot in the UK of like we don't want wolves they're scary they're dangerous and people Mm. don't want these big kind of like carnivore species Uh but What's really exciting and interesting is they did surveys and stuff before they released jaguars and like encouraged the jaguars back into the space and like the local people were here for it and they were like, yeah, we love that. that. And I think that's so interesting because obviously when you reintroduce species, you're bound to have conflicts. And even in places where there are big predators that remain, there are often conflicts where there's livestock issues or whatever. And so they've kind of like been happy to have that. And they've also been working to kind of prevent those um conflicts from arising by kind of like tracking the jaguars Mm -hmm. so that if for example it comes near people's livestock they know and they can let the people know 
the jaguar is coming this way so yeah. maybe move your herd yeah uh, away and so it's it's a really interesting project and mm. like only kind of scratched the surface of it but a really good idea a really yeah. great way of a zoo supporting uh, also educating its visitors and it was just yeah a really nice nice thing to do big fan yeah big big fan mm. any more thoughts on the capybara area they're just a mood they really are video of them just munching they munching look so and unbothered yeah I'm glad they're having a social media moment because they deserve it. <laughs> they really do. They really, really do. Um, and so, yes. So there was that. And then what was next? There was capybara. Oh, and then birds. Mm-hmm. Flamingos. Flamingos. And yes. then there was spoonbills as well in an aviary. Mm-hmm. Um, and gibbons. All sorts of on this kind of section, which aren't birds, but they're all within this section. Yeah, they were, they um, were there too. And this like little section was actually really nice. I enjoyed the flamingos. I thought they had a nice huge space and it felt like they were just like there it didn't feel yeah. like they were part in like a sort of uh habitat it just felt like oh we're going over a bridge and there's some flamingos there mm-hmm. which was beautiful the spoonbills in the wind all looked like they were about to take off because <laughs> they were like head down like oh we're gonna blow away but it was nice um and then the gibbons were just chilling mm-hmm. so yeah any thoughts on any of these animals no i feel like by this time i just remember the mood of the day and it was just we were very chill and the sun had come out and it's just a really... By this point, we were kind of rounding off, weren't we? And yeah. it's just a really nice, chill way to end the day. Yes, I think so. Because, yeah, you then get into, like, the last things that we saw, which were the um, the monkeys on that rock, which are called... The ones without tails. Macaques. Macaques. Uh, and <laughs> you had the... Um, the ibex as well, were the yes. last kind of things that we saw. Yes. Um, which were both... And I think really hark to the iconic nature of artists in these spaces which are iconic iconic zoo spaces like Mm -hmm. i feel like if you were to see the ibex space or the macaque space you would know where they were from like they're iconic it's not just a field yeah with some animals in it it's not just a rock it's like iconic designs and while like perhaps the the history behind them or something like they're not like they might need updating at some point in the future they might whatever like at this point they are so iconic, beautiful designs, and mm. I love them. I really, really like them. It just them. feels right for that animal. So yeah, like I, yeah, I, and it was a nice way to finish off the day because it was like a kind of well, not finish off the day. We then went around everything again, but like a, one of the nice last things to see because they are like these iconic, iconic spaces mm. of Amsterdam. Yes. Um, I don't know. Did you have thoughts on either of them? Um, no. <laughs> fair, fair at that point I was just I was winding down like we were getting there and mm. I was just like yep yeah, good for them yeah they, and like yeah I I really like the the rock space I really like the kind of like Ibex space I like the the fact that it brought us right back to the red rough lemurs so we yeah, had to go in there well, again because I remember you were standing looking at the Ibex and I was like okay but there's lemurs over there so I think that's why I yeah. don't have many thoughts on the Ibex because I got distracted <laughs> <laughs> that is fair that is fair um but they are and again something a bit different because i can't really remember there wasn't many goatee-esque mm, mountain no, area species i do so that was nice that was nice um and then yes well i suppose the last last thing that we haven't really talked about because we kind of bypassed it at the beginning was in the oryx and the meerkat space yes mm-hmm. which again oryx beautiful animals interesting really interesting conservation story about their reintroduction and stuff and then also you have the the kind of meerkats there as well to provide a chaotic contrast yes. to the, the oryx, which <laughs> yeah. i really like it's like calm and chaos both in yes. together yes which was very very nice yeah 
Yeah. Um, and like what I like about that space is that, again, like the elephants and giraffes and stuff, it's just you and then water and then, and then them. Yeah. And you don't, you feel like, I feel like it could get across if it wanted, yeah. but like, I mean, they that don't. really took a run and leap. I yeah. Feel like it could I don't get, really, it could I don't that picture water. that for them. They, see, they, they seem too graceful, but mm. you never Who know. Knows? Yeah. You never one day, know. one may break free. Yeah. One day. <laughs> Just, yeah. just picturing just... like Ariana Grande's song Break Free. Oh, I went to like, High School Musical. Well, both either good. Like yeah. that playing through an Oryx's head as it runs <laughs> towards the fence and, or the water and just leaps. <laughs> and like, yeah. Wow. Wow. And on that note, yeah. that's kind of us at the end of our walk round. Mm-hmm. Of course, we have our bonus stuff and our stars and wishes to discuss. But overall, that's kind of the zoo as a whole. Um, on the bonus stuff list for me, I guess would be price and gift shop. Yep. And the fact that there is their like buy. Yes. Bio, the, there's the, a some. It's a micro microbe thing thing next and door. Is there not some sort of like astronomy show yes. as well? Yes. So and there are that, these little bonuses if that's your cup of tea. Yes. So I guess we can talk about them first. So there's like this microbe thing next door, which I think is run by the zoo, and it's mm-hmm. like a. It's meant to be like a microbe zoo and I went into it the last time I went but we didn't go in this time and I remember it being unusual but the type of thing that I was like I've done this now yeah. we don't need to do it again this time Yeah. Um, but it was unusual and it was very distinct and unique and I thought it was quite an interesting experience where you get to go in and see all these little microbes and mm. stuff just highlighting something that isn't normally highlighted yes and then out of this world I think there was some kind of observatory yeah, type like experience planetarium thing as well which yeah. again just more ways of diversifying science and making people understand the world around them in yeah. a different way. Like, And I like really that by having it in a zoo, you're connecting it all. So it's not like yeah. animals and then like the microbe situation and then like start. Like it's bringing lots of aspects of nature together. Yes. To show that like it's, it's like when they have the like world. botanic gardens within zoos. Yes. Like when they have that crossover. Yeah. Like, like bring quite... all these aspects of nature together. It's not just about the animals. It's about the whole world where they live as well and they all have to come together as one. Yes. Mm. How poetic. Um, and then, of course, moving away from the poetry to gift shops. Yes. Excellent gift shop. Mm-hmm. High quality merchandise. The stuff was interesting. The posters were fun. Um, all sorts of interesting, fun stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, cuddly toys, magnets, postcards, books. All sorts of stuff. It's mm. the type of thing that if I lived in Amsterdam, I would have had probably half the stuff that yeah. they have on show. And it was just, it was a nice... A really good time. Yeah, they just kind of had everything you would be wanting from your gift shop, didn't they? Exactly. Lots of gardening things too, I noticed that. Which, yeah, lots of encouragement of bees and yeah. all sorts of stuff, which is a good Again, local hunting bridges. All, all the nature. Yes, it together. yes, which is good. good. Big fan. Mm-hmm. Big, big fan. Um, and then the ticket price, mm-hmm. which was, I would say, pretty excellent for yeah. 20 odd euros, which would translate to about just less than £20 or yeah and like, given everything that's included in it and that normally there's an aquarium included in it as well insane uh, yeah insanely so good. good value such good value like, and, like yeah and it is truly a full day experience like if you're going to Amsterdam and you're like oh we'll do it in the morning and then we'll do-. like you could you could but you'd be dashing round wouldn't you yeah and you'd have to prioritise species and- yeah and as much as we said coming in oh it is a you know it's small because it's a city zoo it's not really small like because when you're going around, it doesn't feel. It doesn't feel small. small. It's got no. a lot in there. Yeah, for really the space. Pack a lot in. Yeah, and I feel like it's all hitters, big hitters. There's no filler in there. There's nothing that I was like. Meh. Yeah, exactly. Everything's <laughs> really like yeah. yes, this is hitting the mark. I could time. yeah, and I could see it honestly being a contender for Zoo of the Year next mm-hmm. year. Big time mm-hmm. at the Rizzoids. Mm-hmm. Big time. So look out. Who won last year? Chester. 
Look out, Chester. We're coming for you with artists. We really are. Uh, so, yes. <laughs> that was slightly threatening. Sorry. Um, and so, yes, on that note, um, I guess that's everything we had to talk about. Yes. Of course, our two stars and a wish yes. and a resu. Mm-hmm. A resu. Our word of the resu. Um, and so, yes, to start wrapping up. Uh-huh. Star, Judy. What was one of your highlights of the zoo? Oh, one of mine's got to be the elephants because I just yeah just that whole space for them because I just it was just unusual like I've never been in a a habitat that's sort of set up like that and it Uh gives you that experience and yeah just was a really nice time and when I think about artists that's now one of the points that pops up first in my mind so it's really stuck in my mind Mm -hmm. I loved it love that love that I would say for me like I would say the first houses we went to Mm. so again in that kind of first half Mm -hmm. If I wanted to be really specific, the Brazilian tree porcupine was a star, mm, an yes. absolute star. I loved it. I'd never seen one before and I fell instantly in love. So that was great. But yeah, that would be my first star. Mm-hmm. That Those kind of initial houses where you felt like you were in the space yes. of the animal with them and you felt like you were a guest in their home. That was fun. Lovely. And then second star? Second star. Mm, I'm torn. I'm torn. Are you all out of faith? This is how you feel. <laughs> and you're um, cold and you're ashamed. I might give it to... So you know the bit where you had the bat house, then the butterfly house, then the sea lions? Just because I like... Yeah, so just a third of the zoo. <laughs> no, but I like that the, they all flowed into one another. Yes. And that's something that I like in zoos in general. I like it when you can go in and it just flows you from one place to the next. Like rainforest life into nightlife yes, at yeah. London. I and... just really enjoy that. And I think... Because although the houses you were talking about are amazing, like you kind of are coming weaving and going in and out whereas with this it just was like a cohesive flow and it just felt like one big yeah. experience i enjoy that yeah that if, is... if that makes sense it makes sense in it my does head. it does it does so i enjoy that we forgot about the sorry we back we missed the <gasps> sorry the cranes and the owls they've just come into my brain oh, the they were owls. like tucked away yes. like at i like the owls because it was in like the ruins of yes a building that was cool so that had nothing to do with my next star but it came into my head so yes. i thought we should Worth talk a about mention. It. yeah um and so yes and then um the yeah, I guess then my second star mm-hmm. would be. It's a tricky one. I know it really is because everything I like, I liked everything. Yeah, there me wasn't too. anything. I think maybe I have to give it to the mouse deer. Oh yeah, because I did love the mouse deer. I felt a connection to the mouse deer. Mm-hmm. I loved it, loved it, loved it. But also, I guess I kind of want to give it to like the art projects that were going on because I think that's a really interesting, quite mm-hmm. unique thing. Yeah. So and something that would be fun to see implemented across more zoos, like an artistic course. I would definitely do it. Yeah. So, yeah, that would be maybe my split second star, yeah. mouse deer or art courses. Because I think that's a really interesting education technique mm-hmm. that could be outreached to pretty much anyone of any age and any ability. And I think that was a really fun way of, of doing education. Mm. This is hard. This is of all the zoos we've done. I feel like there's so many things that were worthy of a star here. It's yes. really hard to deny But how that. many things mm-hmm. were worthy of a wish? Well, I remembered my yes. wish from the start. Okay. And it's, I only remember it because I remember seeing it to you at the time. Mm-hmm. When we were in that birdhouse, you're sort of standing, you can sort of lean on the railing and you're looking at the big, amazing Birds. bird bit. But behind you, it's just like a big black wall yeah. all the way along. And I remember saying like, this could be... We could have some signage up here or just someone could come in and paint a beautiful mural or get some photos up here. Just something. Do something with that because it's like one side of the room's amazing and then you turn around and it's a black wall. 
So I just, yeah. you know, and it just kind of took you out. It was a bit jarring because it took you out of the immersive experience a little bit. That's fair. So I feel like just, and, and even, not even that, it's just like, it's wasted potential. Like you've got a blank wall. It's a blank canvas. Like you can do anything with that. Yeah. So why wouldn't you? Yeah. It's like Edinburgh recently, like a couple of years ago, got an artist to come in and do murals on just like yeah. the side of just, toilet blocks. I'm doing, it doesn't and, need like, anything fancy. No. Just do something with And it, it just spruces it up a little and makes yeah. it feel a bit like, oh, there's a bit of splash of colour or yeah. something. And like, yeah. 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 It's nice. It's, it is a, nice. it's not a big wish. It's just a little picky wish. But yeah, it's the best I can give you for yeah. artists. I guess for me, my wish would be that I could go back right now. Yeah. I loved it. Um... Go or, back and see the aquarium. Yeah. I'm trying to think what else there was. I loved that. I loved... I loved a lot. Mm. I guess I kind of talked throughout about the bits that I would maybe change, which were lions, which is being changed. Mm-hmm. Um, penguins and Penguins chimps. and chimps, but they aren't like urgent things. No. Um, um, yeah, I think... I, I'm, I'm really genuinely struggling here. Um, I would say my wish would be that... I wish... Actually, this is a silly one. Okay. It's a silly little thing, but I remember thinking it at the time. Uh-huh. So where they're building the lion space, mm-hmm. they are, have knocked down the bridge to get to the cafe. Yeah, you got to Which the Which meant way. that when we were on one side of the zoo, you had to like go this really weird long route to get to the cafe, mm-hmm. which is fine. Yeah. But if you had a bunch of kids... I know. ...or whatever, and like, obviously it's too late now to fix that because they've knocked the bridge down um, and they will probably have to... Re- they'll probably rebuild it, obviously, yes, when the lion's yeah. thing. But like, I would like say like something that I was a little like, oh, it's going to be a long walk, was like that. Yeah. Um, and, and although I noticed as we were going around, their signposts were pointing towards different cafes and you know, drink yeah. stalls or whatever. It was hard because you didn't know what was open and what wasn't. Yeah, because so, there wasn't a sign or anything, no, was there? No, so it would have been good on the map, just some indication of like what's open in the winter. Or just like, summer. it wasn't that busy. So even the person at the front desk being yeah. like, oh, just so you know, only this restaurant is open. Yeah. Or like, yeah, yeah. That, but again, that is it's being really big, yeah, it's not. It wasn't a big problem. It just would have been information that would have been slightly helpful. Yes. But it was not the end of the world. No, no. Now... If you had to pick a word to <laughs> summarise your experience at Artists, what would you pick? Oh, I don't know. A word for Artists. I, I, okay, I don't know how to sum this up in a word, but I feel like, remember I said at the beginning, I remembered this being amazing. Mm-hmm. And I thought I'd maybe built it up too much in my head and put it on a pedestal. And I would come and it would be underwhelming. Uh-huh. It wasn't. Like, it lived up to the hype. And mm. if anything, I liked it more this time. <laughs> so, how do I say that in a word? Like, it was... It, exceeded, it lived up to your expectations. Exceeded the expectations. So, more than one word, but we could say, like... Oh, I don't know. Yeah, thesaurus. I know. I, don't, I just feel like that. Like, it's... I was worried I would be disappointed. Dreamy. And I was not disappointed. Uh, yeah. Undisappointing. <laughs> Not disappointing. Not disappointing. It was good. What a compliment. But I mean that like as the highest compliment. Yeah, think, like you know? it didn't, it, it, it lived up to your memories, which is quite a, a hard thing to do. Yeah, sometimes. exactly. Because the memory of things tends to always be better. But yeah. this was great. So we'll just say like exceeded expectations or it didn't even exceed, met and surpassed what everything we could have dreamed it to be. Yeah. 
beyond your wildest dreams. Take from that what you will, listeners. Pick a word out of there, listeners. There's a word in there somewhere that yeah. some, someone with a more thesaurus mind than us will have exactly the word for yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. So exactly. you can send us it. <laughs> <laughs> now, on that note, mm-hmm. that does bring us to the end. We have yes. talked for far too long, as mm-hmm. always, but we will cut it down and we'll do things and we'll make magic to make it shorter for the listeners so they don't have to listen to too long of a ramble. Um, but thank you, listeners, for sitting through that ramble. I hope you've enjoyed hearing about artists mm-hmm. and I hope that someone out there is inspired yeah, to go and visit go because visit. we loved it loved it loved it couldn't have loved it more our first europeans our first ever one really set the bar and then next we within this year we will be doing that we'll be doing a couple from france we'll be doing some from prague mm-hmm. we'll be doing like all sorts of fun stuff and next up of course we will have rotterdam yes which excellent 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 mm-hmm. um and so yes if you would like to stay up to date with all of that you can follow us or uh, subscribe on your podcast service of choice. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you're listening now. So please just hit follow or subscribe. On that sa- blah, blah, on that platform, you can leave us a nice review. Uh, five stars is always welcome and helps everybody else find the show and help spread the show. Um, share us with your friends. Follow us on social media. We are at Pangolin Podcast on everything. And yeah, thank you so much for joining us. We love you very, very much. Um, and hopefully... Um, you have enjoyed listening to us ramble on. Any closing thoughts, Jodie? Oh, I'm just thinking about lunch now. I am. We're recording <laughs> this uh, 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 before lunch and I, I can hear my stomach rumbling. Mm-hmm. Um, and so on that note, let's go and eat something. Yes. Um, and until next time, goodbye, everyone. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs>